This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome to the latest episode here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Theo Squires. Ahead of Saturday's Champions League final, a number of key figures at Liverpool have played their part in getting the Reds to Paris. Included in that number is Nat Phillips. While he did feature home and away in group stage wins over Atletico Madrid and AC Milan earlier this season, perhaps his biggest contribution to the Reds' run to Paris was his partnership alongside Rhys Williams in the final 10 games of last season, which saw the Reds claw back an 8-point deficit to see a qualification for the Champions League this season. We catch up with him on that run-in, his involvement in this year's European competition, including that Cruyff turn to bamboozle the great Zlatan Ibrahimovic in the San Siro, as well as his own sweet ending to the campaign, helping Bournemouth win promotion back to the Premier League. Sit back and enjoy. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool in another Champions League final. You, you were part of the struggle last year. Um, how does it feel to see this end reward for it when last year it looked like they might not even make it? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, any any time the club reaches a final um, or, you know, uh, is has an opportunity at success or is doing well, then I'm delighted for the club and, um, you know, delighted for my teammates and all the staff there because I see all the work that goes into it. Um, so, no different, really. Obviously, I suppose there is a bit of a difference in that. I played a bit of a hand in... Uh, helping qualify for the Champions League. Um, but I would say, I don't know, because obviously throughout the Champions League campaign, all right, yeah, I played in the game against AC Milan, but we were already out of the group stage by then. Um, and I, I came on for about 20 seconds against Atletico Madrid and didn't get a kick. So I wouldn't say that throughout the the... Campaign as in like the actual games in the competition. I've played a huge role in that, um, and that's you know the the players who are there at the moment um, who have done unbelievably well throughout the whole campaign to get to the final. Um, so it's more of a happy for them sort of feeling, I'd say, from my side. Uh, I just knew you were going to play that down, but obviously your manager doesn't want to do that. He said you were one of the first people he texted after the Villarreal game because he knows the role you and Reese Williams played in it. Uh, and I think he also um, publicly praised you for your promotion the same night as well, didn't he? So that, that must be nice, knowing that you were straight on his mind. That just says a lot about him as a manager. No, it does, yeah. Um, and obviously that was a really nice surprise and uh, quite a few of the Bournemouth lot mentioned that as well. And I think... You know, that, sh- that obviously shows what he's like as a manager um, and what he's like to work for um, and, you know, why he gets so much out of the players because that is the way that he'll treat you as a player and as a person. So, yeah, that was a, a nice surprise and nice to know that he was obviously keeping an eye out on uh, what was going on down in Bournemouth, even though he still had such a big game of his own on his mind. Um yeah, and it was nice of him as well to mention um, and give me and Reese a bit of credit for uh, you know uh, contributing to the um, to the journey. Um, and it's something that obviously, like at the end of my career, I'm sure um, I'll look back on it with a lot of pride and stuff. Uh, but yeah, like like I said earlier, uh, from from my side and my perspective, anyway, it's. It, it's more, especially since I left the club on loan, it's more been watching from a distance and supporting from a distance and, you know, being happy for the guys, uh, for the players and the, 
the staff um, and you know wishing success for them. Uh, what exactly did he did he say in the text message? You're allowed to give us a little clue. Um, well, it was mainly so initially just congratulations on the promotion, um, which I, even that I was surprised to receive that to be honest because I, I was aware they had uh, a big game that evening. Um, so uh, you know I was surprised that he'd even it even crossed his mind that I had that game. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I said likewise to you guys for getting to the final. And um, the, in response to that, he just said, oh, well, you played a big part in it. Um, which, yeah, really nice to hear and, you know, nice of him to say that um, and something that I can be proud of. But um, it was funny as well because after that, he'd showed he was, uh, he was watching, I think it must have been a replay of our game against Forest. So I think he'd actually sat down to, after the semi-final, sat down with the other staff to watch either the full game or bits of that game. And I said, well, there's not much to see of me in that game because I didn't have a great deal to do. <laughs> um, well, I want to take you back now to, it's probably, what, 13 months ago now when you get into the team for that, that final run-in. Um, what was the feeling like in the camp at the time? Because while they went on this 10-game unbeaten run, it did look in the March-April time that there would be no Champions League football. Obviously, the club was hurting from all the injuries that's in the title yeah. race all apart. Um, it's just a complete contrast to how they must be feeling now. But how were you feeling in that camp at the time Like to go on this incredible run to actually start off this journey to a Champions League final this year? Yeah, like you say, there was a, there was all sorts of different things going on, and it it was a bit of a weird one because obviously everyone was gutted that, um, and almost like frustrated that we were having such bad luck with the injuries, and then gutted for the lads who were injured, and it just felt like we couldn't really catch a break when all when all of that was happening, and then the results weren't going our way either, and it it, it was. Um, a bit of a frustrating time, but I still felt throughout the whole process kind of quite quietly confident that we could still get there. Um, I didn't. I don't know whether the other guys did as well, but to be honest, knowing what the mentality is like within that squad, I would have thought a lot of the guys felt the same that we we still were capable. Um, and at the time, I did a few post match interviews, and people were saying sort of after every single time we got a good result when we started to hit that run, it was like, oh, so can you do it now? Can you do it? And the attitude was, and my answers at the time was, well, we just concentrate on the next game and winning the next game. I think we were fully aware that if we won all of our remaining games, I think that was when we had eight left or something like that anyway. Um, but yeah, we knew if we won all our remaining games, then we would you know, I have a good chance at qualifying. So it was just um, churning the games out and ticking them off one by one and, um, you know, getting the three points as as they came. Um, so, yeah, I, w I would say it was almost like an intense focus sort of atmosphere. What would you say changed during that run? Because I suppose it's simplistic to say you suddenly got a bit of luck. You had key players back actually playing in their positions rather than midfielders in um, central defence. But it definitely felt like there was a change. And I suppose to outsiders, it's very obvious when Alisson scores, oh, you're actually going to make it. But it was over a longer run than this where suddenly results suddenly started to click. Yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, to be honest. Um 
we might have had one or two games where we we'd not played amazingly but got the result and I think prior we probably had the other problem where we dominated a few games but not got the result and I, I think when you get those results where you know you've not played amazingly but still win then you know things start uh, are kind of going your way and start starting to go your way so maybe there was a bit of that in it I'm not sure I suppose you the other side as well was you know throughout the year me and Reese were um throughout the process probably gathering confidence and like that ability to feel comfortable in the situation because obviously it was a new exposure and experience for both of us really and I think maybe by that stage of the season we'd kind of shaken off that feeling of um the new exposure and new experience and maybe felt a bit more like comfortable and confident and settled so maybe there's a little bit of that to it as well but to be honest I, could, I couldn't really put my finger on exactly what it was that changed I'm just grateful that it did and I'm, I'm sure it's been pointed out to you before and I've probably pointed out to you before in an interview last year but from those last 10 games you started eight they won those eight you were crucial to that turnaround in form, like playing that central on the fans saw it, the managers saw it. Obviously you're going to play it down. That's what you were like, but it must be a little bit pride now seeing how key that was. And that was a turnarounding point. Yeah. Um, obviously it's nice now to see that they've got to the final and, you know, at that time, you know, when we were working so hard and, it, you know, managed to come out of that tough phase and end up qualifying for Champions League and feel, you know, happy with that. I think, obviously I said at the time, I think it wasn't the goal that we would probably have been aiming for at the start of the season, but towards the end, it was something that we could be happy with. And obviously now looking at where that's progressed to at this stage, even more so. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, me, me and Reese have obviously had a lot of... Um, sort of like praise and appreciation from the fans and stuff but um whenever i see it i almost feel a little bit like embarrassed because you gotta remember there's nine other players well on the team sheet there's the whole of the rest of the other squad who also put an unbelievable shift in and all the staff to make sure that we qualified for the champions league football um obviously me and reese probably got a bit more like um praise and noticed a bit more because we were the the new lads who would have to come in but all, all the other guys who were playing and contributing as well played a, a huge part in getting the club to qualify for Champions League football and then as a result in the final now uh, Talk to me about that partnership with Reese. obviously you didn't have masses of uh, senior experience between you when the season started but you came in when it mattered and got him over the line there's that famous picture of you all bruised and blooded on the last day it was a bit of luck it just clicked at the right time yeah and I think in a way like for me and Reese, in a way it worked nicely because we were, we were both going through that same thing together um, both having been sort of like thrown into um, having to perform and play at that level and having those expectations on us when neither of us really would have anticipated it at the start of the season. Um, and obviously, like, there's a fair amount of pressure to deal with there. And, um, 
you're also desperate to do well for, you, for your own benefit and to uh, along with that to sort of um, you know the, your teammates are relying on you so you want to do well for them and the staff relying on you and we were both kind of going through that together so anyway I think that probably helped our partnership um, and it just meant that like we could communicate well with each other we could help each other well um, we, we, we were just desperate to work well together um, in order to you know do the club the fans our teammates and the staff proud and um, and I'll do a job. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's always called this squad the mentality monsters, and I think that's what makes this success this year even more appreciated that you had to come from such a way to qualify last year. Um, but do you remember what he was saying to the squad in the dressing room game by game? Because I imagine his approach is similar to you just have to take it one game at a time and then you look at the next one. But it was still completely different for him to pick the squad up and get them into this top four when he had so many injuries, when there were no fans there, when there was personal things going on as well. It, it was a difficult time for the club. Yeah, no, it certainly was. But I think, like, for for me and the, every, everyone's different and everyone can, like, gather motivation from different areas or rely on different areas to gain motivation. And for me, one of the areas that I I wanted to gain motivation from and I knew that I could would was that people, it felt like people were sort of writing us off a bit that we would be able to get Champions League football. And at that point, it's... It's nice to be able to try and prove people wrong. Um, and I think as a team as well, we. I think there was probably a few other lads in the dressing room as well who wanted to do that. So, um, yeah, I, f- I felt a bit of that uh, at the time. And there were many memorable moments from that run-in when you think of Trent's late winner at Villa, the old Trafford win, Alisson's famous goal. You got your own goal against Burnley. Um I'm guessing those are the obvious highlights for you as well, looking back at that period. Yeah, I would say um, the one that stands out and the one where like the emotion just came pouring out of me and I was so sort of elated and ecstatic was when um, Alison scored that one at West Brom. Because, you know, again, like uh, the way the game was going, um, you it felt it felt you know worrying um and you could just see the time ticking away and you're thinking we've got to get something but you know desperately looking for where it would come from and sure enough Alison steps up and nods one in and you know manages to nudge me out of the way which I'm grateful he <laughs> did in the process but then you did get your goal the, the week after. You were getting close. I think um, you got the assist in your Old Trafford. Uh, yeah. You were being this leading centre-back at a time, which is I suppose must be quite surreal when you look at them now and it's Van Dijk, Matip and Canate scoring when it's the set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I felt, and the manager also uh, had said that I, I should have been doing better on set pieces, really, because of my ability in the air. And, you know, it's something even this throughout my spell at Bournemouth that's something I'm, I'm not really sat, sat, satisfied with that I didn't do more offset pieces so it was nice uh, even though it was probably a bit more of a second phase rather than direct from a set piece but it was nice to have got that goal um, because I was desperate to contribute more to that side as well because you know, like I say earlier sometimes 
um, if you're struggling to score or what have you, we've seen it this year with Ibu scoring and you know Verge scoring or assisting in offset pieces. Sometimes, if you're struggling to get a goal, then the team relies on uh, the the big lads or the centre halves to get the ball rolling from a corner or a set piece. And um, I felt like throughout that time and throughout the games where I was playing, um, I wanted to contribute more on that side. Uh, than I was doing so to get that one up Burnley was nice The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Obviously it's Real Madrid in the final this year Yeah, you played against them last year they're probably a little bit of a distant prospect this season when Benzema's scoring basically everything he touches yeah. but what was it like playing against Real Madrid what was it like playing against Karim Benzema Well the away game uh, wasn't a good day or a fond memory or something I look back on with a smile on my face and um, it, even though obviously it, to, to play in a, a match of that size and against a team with that history um, is something special um, the, the way that day went was a tough one but uh, that said, I, we we still felt like we were in it, and we we still felt like we were capable of turning it around in the home leg. And I felt like in the home leg, we did uh, we did play well, um, and we did create chances. And um, obviously, we kept the clean sheet as well, which was important. But we just felt like we couldn't quite um, get the goals in that game. Um, but that's that's a game where I, I look back, I've seen the game back and I've seen my performance and I'm happy with how I played and to have played to have kept a clean sheet against Real Madrid and to have played well in that game um, is certainly something that I, I do and in the future will look back on with pride even though the result didn't go the way we wanted to and we didn't progress and you know the evening I certainly didn't feel like that I was gutted the evening of the game and the days after but um, you know obviously as time's passed and as more time passes, um, it's something that I can feel more proud about rather than, um, you know, concentrating on the fact that we didn't progress. Obviously, when you're at Liverpool, you train against world-class forwards every single day. But when you look at what Benzema has done this year, I think he's probably going to be the favourite for the Ballon d'Or. You kept a clean sheet against them. You played some against some pretty big-name forwards. Uh, what are your memories of that one-to-one battle against him? Um, I just I remember sort of watching the clips before and watching how he played and um, I knew that sort of in the build-up phase he he limited himself to one and two touches in general he would just drop in pop it off and then look to run in behind and get in the box and it was more when the ball was in and around the box that's when he come to life um, for me for my side of the game. I quite enjoyed defending the box um, and I knew that was going to be a real test. Um, his, his movement is very elusive. Like he, he does a good job at losing himself from your eye line and, um, you know, you, you have to be switched on constantly. You, you, you have to always be looking, tracking where he was because if you took your eye off him for a second, then he could find space to finish it. He did that one a few times, but... You know, couldn't couldn't quite. It didn't quite land for him. Um, so he was a real sort of eye opener for me to see. Um, you know how 
high the level is um, of a striker like himself who can find a yard and um, lose himself from you in a split second. But I enjoyed the battle. I enjoyed playing against him. I enjoyed testing myself against the best players. Are you going to be in a Paris to the final? Yeah, I will be there. Looking forward to it? Obviously, a bit of a different role from last year. Yeah, no, very much so. Obviously, we're lucky to get to go to these games. I went to Madrid and Kiev and now Paris, and I'm you know, so fortunate to be in a position where I can go and watch these games and go and support the lads and um, you know, see these this standard of football and these moments um, firsthand. So, yeah, I can't wait for it. When you see uh, the celebrations from the lads this year, when they've won two cups, they could win a treble, they could win a quadruple. How's that compared to the celebrations from actually clinching the top four last year? Because that was an achievement in the circumstances, and it's testament to the squad's abilities that with everything fallen from this year, they've been able to show what they can do. Yeah, um, obviously, achieving top four last year was. Um, you know, we we were happy to have done so because obviously at one stage it looked like we might not be able to. But I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't. I would say the celebrations don't really compare. Um, and understandably, Liverpool's a club with huge aspirations and high standards, and you know, trophies. What they're interested in, it's not Champions League. A Champions League spot isn't really a goal for. A club like Liverpool, I wouldn't say it's more of a given. Uh, that's what's expected because that is the level of the club and you know the standards that are required. Um, obviously, like I say, at one stage it did look like we might not have been able to achieve it and we went on a good run to be able to achieve it in the end. So we were happy to have done that and have to have secured Champions League football. But yeah, I wouldn't say they really compare to winning FA Cups and... Uh, Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues and Carabao Cups. Um, when you're you're in the team last year, you know that Liverpool are probably going to sign a centre back. You know you've got the three lads coming back from injury. I suppose it's a strange situation when you know realistically your first choice, you're playing well, but you're still going to be fifth choice at best the next season. How did uh, you approach that? How did the manager approach that with you? Was it just enjoying the experience as it was happening and then seeing what would happen in the summer? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, me and the manager never spoke about that, like specifically. You know, it was never, it was never really said out loud. Yeah, regardless, um, what happens, you know, these guys are coming back and we're signing someone. But um, you know, I was aware of, I was aware of this situation, circumstances, and I think he knew I was as well. And you know, he he told me throughout the whole time. You know, even when I wasn't playing, if lads were getting picked ahead of me, um, he was saying just enjoy the experience, enjoy the moment. And that's exactly what I did really and what I wanted to do because I knew it was a great opportunity. And that's the way I saw it really, an opportunity um, just to enjoy that experience and playing in those games and at that level. And obviously as well, the other side of it was what's happened has happened. And I'm in a situation where the club's relying on me and I've got to do everything I can to... um, you know, make sure I do the job at hand and uh, do my best to um, to support these players and do the club proud and you know keep the fans happy. 
Um, how do you, you look back at last summer? Like, I know you signed a, a new long-term contract and the, there was that stage where the club, I suppose, wanted you as an insurance in case one of the, the centre-backs got injured again. But then at the same time, you were being linked with moves away permanently or on loan. It must be unsettling for you when you, you're not quite sure how the season's going to unfold. Yeah, I would say that is how it is. But um, it, as in um, unsettling, um, in that I just didn't know where I was going to be. Um, but that's the nature of the game. That's football. Um, I'm not the only person in the game who's not known where they're going to end up. I'd been through that before as well. But when I moved to Stuttgart, I found out about that the day before. And then the next day I was in Germany for to live there for a year. So that's just part of the career um, that we're in. Um, and that was no different last year. So it was just, I, while obviously I was aware of it and, you know, had one eye on it, I didn't, I didn't want to let it eat me up. And I, I also wanted to concentrate on having a good pre-season and, uh, continuing to develop myself and whatever would happen would happen um, How would you look back on the first half of the season I think you only played three times uh, you started once having gone from being in the team it's still a change even if it was to be expected for you you must have been a bit frustrating Yeah but the same well like you say it was expected and you, you, the standard of Liverpool and um, the competition for places uh, is is so fierce because the club is so big and the levels are so high and I was never um, under the illusion that it was any different. So I was aware of that. I was aware lads were coming back from injury and um, so it didn't come as a surprise. It wasn't a shock. Um, I just wanted to continue to train well and continue to keep myself ready for whenever the club might rely on me because like we'd seen in the past at one stage it looked like I was going to Swansea I didn't in the end and a few weeks later um, I'm being asked to start for the club so you've always got to keep yourself ready and prepared because you never know what might happen uh, You got the, the start at, against AC Milan at the San Siro one of these iconic stadiums and of course you did the Cruyff turn in your own box what on earth was going through your head then? Like, you must have been the coolest man in the stadium. And then you see the replay. It's Slatan Ibrahimovic you've done that to. Surely you've not realised it's Slatan when you're going to perform that move. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't aware that it, it all... So I think it looks a lot better on video than it felt at the time. Or it looked a lot better for everyone else to watch than it felt at the time. Um, only after the game when I'm getting sent a video hundreds of times from friends and family did I realise that, you know, how nice it went. Um, but it wasn't like before the move, I thought, right, I'm going to do something special here. It was just sort of instinct. I've, I've, I've gone to smash it out of play because it was a bit of a sticky situation. I had to deal with the danger. But as I pull my leg back, he's he sold himself for the block a bit too early. And um, just through, through instinct of obviously playing the game for so long and, all our training um, I didn't have to think my body just sort of did it for me and I've rolled the ball on the turn because if I did hit it he might have blocked it and I knew he couldn't he, he wasn't going to change direction because he's already in the air so uh rolled the ball on the turn but only after did I see because at the time I didn't see Kessie go past me as well it was only after when I saw the video um, and then obviously his reaction cracked me up you should have heard the noise he made when he was 
when he was doing that reaction as well. I knew it must have been good after that because I could hear him screaming. <laughs> That's class. Um, what was it like playing against Slatan then? Because I suppose he's one of the greatest strikers of this past generation. But at the same time, it's a battle you're going to thrive under because it's that physical side rather than someone who's got a bit of pace or trickery. It is your bread and butter sort of football. Yeah, well, I think the way the game ended was with me having a broken cheek. So when you talk about a physical battle, I think he probably came out on top there. Um, but yeah, obviously going into the game, I was looking forward to it. Like you say, he's a player with who's had a, an unbelievable career and great experience. And um, like I said earlier, I enjoy playing against the better players or the bigger names. I want to test myself against those types of players. And he was a real test. He's one of the biggest and strongest players I've come up against for sure. Um, and obviously, technical ability, you don't really lose that. So he still had all that. But I felt like me and Ibu dealt with him pretty well in general. Um, and we, yeah, generally kept him pretty quiet. And then you've got this injury. January comes along. Um, you've had the talks with the club and you're allowed to go if the offer comes in. But there isn't a suitable permanent offer, so you end up with Bournemouth. What's going through your mind here? Because like you've proven yourself in the Premier League, you've done what half a season, first choice, and yet there's still not quite this offer and you've got to go on loan again. You've still got this uncertainty. Obviously, the loan's worked out brilliantly. But it's like, what else can you do to get this definitive next stage of your career underway? You've had to go and prove yourself again on loan in the Championship. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But um, again, like... In in football, you're you're always having to prove yourself. Really, like you, you can never rest on your laurel, laurels, or you, you, there's no point where you can go. Um, you sort of feel right. I'm here now. I'm I'm here to stay, and I can relax. Uh, you, you find that out pretty early. That that that's not a thing in the game. And anyone who does do that, I think they drop out of the game pretty quick. Um, and obviously, we've seen that happen to people. So it it, it didn't feel like oh, I've got to go and prove myself again. Um, for me, it was just a case of, obviously, I'd experienced playing regular football at Stuttgart and then it looked like I wasn't going to, but then I did for Liverpool last year. And when you go back to not playing, um, it is difficult. And as much as you, I enjoy being around Liverpool and all the staff and all the players there and the training sessions, it is amazing. Um all players want to be playing games and I'm no different and um, that that was the case for me and I knew that January would potentially give me the opportunity to do that um, there was various different options at different levels but it felt like Bournemouth was the best one for me in that um, I, I felt like I was going to get regular football there which was priority number one and then on top of that um, they had the aspiration of promotion um, a really good squad of players, a manager who, you know, having only known, known him as a player before and seen his managerial interviews, but I got a good feeling from him. Um, and I just got a real feeling that they wanted me when I was speaking, um, which which meant that they wanted me to go in there and play. And um, that's what I've ended up doing. And I'm so glad that I did make the decision to go there. And I suppose the loan couldn't have gone any better. You've won promotion to the Premier League. You played, what was it, 18 times. Uh, job done. It's what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. I missed one game because I had COVID. And um, yeah, the, the 
played every other game, still playing as regular as you possibly can, really, because the championship has an intense fixture schedule. So having that experience and, um, yeah, don't get me wrong, like it, it was tough. Um, Forrest really pushed us for that second place and but I, I quite enjoyed that challenge and, um, yeah, having the experience of promotion and that celebration, you know, that feeling of accomplishment and contribution as well, knowing that I'd contributed to that promotion. Um, it's nice and I can look back on it with with real pride. And, you know, obviously Liverpool are, have been so successful already this year, but the FA Cup win and the Carabao Cup win, I wouldn't really have felt like I'd contributed to those as much as a promotion at Bournemouth where I've played in 18 games. And what's the, the future hold for you? Have there been any talks of Liverpool or Bournemouth yet about potentially a, a permanent return or is it just enjoy your summer, we'll talk about it in pre-season? Yeah, I, th- I think it's the second really, just while everyone's on the summer, do you know what I mean? It, the, the season's more or less just ended and everyone's on a break. So there's not really been any real discussions as far as that. And, you know, I'm the same. I'm, I've am i sort of switched off from football in general other than watching and supporting the lads at Liverpool now. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what happens and what's said. But up until now, there's not been any conversations really. And imagine your situation is going to be the same as it was in January. If the right offer is there for you and the club, it will be the end of your Liverpool career. Um, if that is the case, what is it you're wanting next? Is it that to prove yourself in the Premier League to be first choice there? And what's been the highlight of the Liverpool career if this is it? Um, yeah, well, my main aspiration is to be playing regular football at the highest level possible. And that's always been the case. That's never changed. Um I would like to think that would be the Premier League this year after, obviously, my time um, last season with Liverpool and then now with Bournemouth getting promotion. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm fully capable of playing Premier League football and every player wants to be playing in the Premier League. Um, so that that's my aspiration, to be playing regular football in, in the Premier League. Um, uh, and then when you ask about my, my highlight, my Liverpool career, um, I would probably say, like I said earlier, even though it was at the time, it it wasn't a night where I felt, um, you know, joyous or over the moon because we'd just been knocked out. I feel like playing in the quarterfinal of a Champions League is something that I can be proud of and, you know, is, well, the, the highest level I've got to as of yet. So I think that's probably what tops it all. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.